Well, good morning. How are you doing? Wow. Okay, there's three of you. No, I'm just kidding. How are you doing this morning? Good, wonderful. I want to say welcome to Connection. My name is Matt Griswold, and we're so happy that you're here. Uh, we're so happy that you could join us today on a special day. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how do we honor God, and, and there, there are some things that I want, to, I want to talk about this, and we're going to talk about Mother's Day. We're going to get into that very, very quickly, but there is a huge, big, gigantic relation to how we honor God by the way that we honor people. I don't mean put them up on a pedestal so they can get knocked down. I mean honoring, we're going to find out what God actually means by the word honor, what, he, what, he, what He's saying. But first of all and foremost, if you are a Connectionite person or a normal Connection attender, you happen to be here last week for the dunk party, I just want to say a gigantic, huge, you can't fit it in this room, thank you for everything that you did. We had people moving great big pieces of wood that are not light. We had people that cooked food, praise the Lord, you guys are awesome cooks, and KFC, Rocked out with some wings. They were good. I got some. Thank you for sharing. They were good. They were good. But I, wanted, I just want to take some time to say thank you whether, you, whether you cleaned up, whether you caught people as they were coming out, whether you, whether you were helping over here, if you were an attender, if you did cups or plates or set up tables, just thank you. You know, you know what you did? And I just want to say thanks. Last week was a very special week. If you weren't here, I'll give you an update about what God's doing in connection as of lately. We had, I, there was scheduled three people that I was going to baptize last week. We call a dunk party our baptism service. And I was going to baptize three people. Man, that's an awesome day. That's a big day. And we had two people that began a relationship with Christ before I said a word in the sermon. And I baptized not three, but five. And it was a good day. God was glorified in everything that we did, uh, and I appreciate the, the help uh, taking out the trash and everything, everything like that. Uh, I heard this quote, and I, I like to take quotes from people that I actually hear. These are not made up, and I'm going to share some more with you. The, the top five things that I've heard a mom say at Connection in the last year. This is going to be good. So, <laughs> but I heard this from a person. Listen to this. After the meal, they said this, Thank you so much for what Connection Church does. They're not a regular attender. Now watch this. The lives of the people in my family have been changed by your church and by God because you seek to show them love and you love them so much. <laughs> that is more powerful than any sermon that I could possibly come up with. The way that we love people and treat people is becoming magnetic. And for this, this person, these people, they had traveled a distance to be here. They don't normally attend. They attend church where they live. And they came here and they said, connection is making a difference in my family. And it's a big deal to them. They're phenomenally happy that their parents or their, their kids are, are plugged in. But, but happy Mother's Day. Ladies, this is, this is, this is your day. We're going to focus on you. I hope, that, I hope that maybe some of you got breakfast in bed. Now, I've seen some very crazy breakfasts in bed. Uh, if it was a donut on a plate, I'm down with that. <laughs> if, it was, if, it was, if it was scrambled eggs, or if you're going to go out for lunch, if you're going to spend some time with your, with your mother later, if you, maybe your mother's passed on. And, I, and I'm aware of these too. And that's okay. What we, what we need to do today is on Mother's Day... We focus on the women in our life. We have a, a, a small group Bible study teacher at, at, this, at this church. And in one of the groups that we have, he often says, make sure that you take care of all the women in your life. 
Whether they are a physical mother, they're an adoptive mother. Listen, I wasn't raised by one mom. Anybody have that? Anybody have that? You have like best friends and their moms and dads were kind of yours too. I was raised by a whole plethora of people. I have many moms. Um, but it's important that we take time each year and we, and we look at this. And before we get into the, to the text, and we're going to be doing a little bit of jumping around. We're going to have some scripture on the screen um, if, you're, if you're a fast flipper. And you may be able to get if you, you may be able to get to that verse. And I'm going to take some time. And I'm going to explain the things. But check this check this out. The top five things that I've heard from connection mothers in the last year, and they're really not that funny. I just wanted to amp that up. Source, you know. Listen to the truth that these mothers spoke. Listen to this. Even when you can't see it, God is working. Trust Him. What can I? That's foundational. Even though you can't see it, God is working. Trust Him. Now these are, these are mothers that we have in our church that are instilling this into their children that go here. Okay, I'm excited. When I read this list, I was very excited. I'm thinking, holy cow. Look at the foundation that our kids have. Look at this. this is the second one. Live life with people and creating relationships with others has changed my life. This is from Moms. Moms that are intentionally going into connect group, intentionally, intentionally teaching, intentionally doing things to serve, and, and we're seeing these things come out of their life. Look, listen to number three. I have learned that sacrificing for God is always rewarding, but it's hardly ever easy. <laughs> I've heard that, sacri- or I've, I've been experiencing that sacrificing for God is always good, but it's not necessarily easy. In fact, it's almost never easy. Sacrificing didn't become sacrificing without it becoming difficult. Listen to number four. I love this one. This, 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 is, this is a plug for our teachers. I love Baby Gap, Preschool, and Kids Rock teachers. If you're one of those just smiling, feel proud. They teach my children who God is and that He loves them. This is foundational truth that our moms are speaking into our, our children and our teachers. And number five is a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit funny, but it's not much. I had a conversation with a mother, and uh, they they said they said, um, "Do you know what I like most about connection?" And I'm like, the "Preaching, <laughs> maybe the worship, maybe the connect groups." <laughs> no. I'm thinking, oh, you know, your ego just. And I said, "What do you like about connection?" She goes, "The fact that I can wear jeans to church." And I thought back, and I'm like, "Over my preaching? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't." But she said, "I can. I can wear jeans to church, and it's very, it's very relevant." And she says, "In my opinion, relaxed and relevant is the very way that we should continue to do ministry for a long time." Until our culture changed. And it's just, it's not that anything else is different or bad or anything. She just said, relaxed and relevant. I love the way that connection seeks to meet our people where they are. Remember what I said, Jesus loves us too. He loves us exactly wherever you are in life. Jesus loves you. But He loves you far more and much too much to leave you there. God loves you exactly where you are, but He loves you too much to leave you there. God seeks to change. And changing is what Jesus did on this earth when He came, especially when we start talking about women. 
We start talking about women. Women, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything negative, but I'm going to tell you some truths this morning. In biblical times before Jesus came, women were literally meant to bear children, to take care of the home, and they were not allowed to speak in, in public open forums of debate. Uh, they could not necessarily vote or voice their opinion on something. They were considered to be property. Now, I want, you to, I want you to know, that is exactly historically accurate. But it is not accurate today. When Jesus came to this earth, He taught a revolutionary idea about the female gender. They're special. Jesus literally, we, we see Him, if you, if, you, if you think, well, I don't know about that. Think about the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman that He was not even supposed to talk to. Yet He goes up to her and He says, can I have a glass of water? He's a Jew. She's a Samaritan. They don't exchange Christmas cards. Okay, They don't get along. They don't have each other over for dinner. And he was a man. A man stooping so low to talk to a woman that was married and had other husbands was not okay. And Jesus actually caught some flack from his disciples. Said, why, are you, why are you talking to her? Basically, he, he says a lot of things, but he says, because she needs to hear. <laughs> That's why I talk to her. And she's... And she's and the, the, these women are in, in Luke, when we, when we studied the resurrection in Luke, it would have been not okay to record that women found an empty tomb unless they actually did. Because listen, if you're going to write a story in biblical times, it's going to be some big strong dude in the story, not a woman. That's where we come from historically. But Jesus... Jesus comes in, and when He comes to earth, He taught this. He taught that women play a very, very important role in this life. They are not just property. They do not, they're, they're just not able to not voice their opinion. They do not just do the dishes and clean the floors and do the part of the house. Women are vitally and kingdomly important. As I look back on my life and my mother's day, I get to spend a couple days with my mom this week. My dad's a pastor in a different town, so he's kind of busy on Sundays. So our schedule kind of doesn't, doesn't go well on Sundays. But I get to spend some time with my mom, and I was thinking back this week to things that my mom taught me. How, how, how I wanted to solidify that thought that, that, that women, are, they play a role in kingdom, my, my eternal life. Some things that my mom taught me were this. She said, Matthew... This is my mom. She can, she can say Matthew. She said, Matthew, God has never let me down. That is a, such a short phrase. And it is, it is just hugely theologically deep. God has never let me down. You can trust Him. You can trust Him with your finances. You can trust Him with your marriage. You can trust Him with all of these things. And yes, my dad taught me these things too. But these things came from my mom. My mom stayed home with us. I had a different relationship with my mom. I was very, very close with my mom. And my mom was the one that I ran to that day that I knew that I had sin in my life. And I said, Mom, I need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ right now. There's sin in my life and I want to do something about it right now. It was her that I went to. And she said, well, let's, let's pray. And we, when we prayed, we knelt down beside my couch on North 2nd Street in Albion, Illinois, 1987, August 13th. And she and my dad sacrificed immensely, immensely to do 
to, do, to provide for what me and my sister wanted to do or we, or we sought to do. I can't imagine how many, I can't imagine how many innings of baseball my mom has sat through. I can't even fathom that. And it wasn't like her cup of tea. She just liked to watch me play. She, she would often drive, they would often drive to my college whenever I was a freshman. I wouldn't get a lot of playing time, yet I would look out of the dugout when I was warming up the pitcher and I'd look back and my mom would just be sitting there, just smiling. I'm like, man, my mom drove four hours to watch me catch seven pitches in between innings. And after the game, she said, you did a good job. And mom, I didn't even play. <laughs> she goes, Matthew, you do a good job. One day, one day you'll get two. And she was there to support me. Now, whether your mom had a whole lot of good stuff or a whole lot more negative than good stuff, I want you to think about this. We should thank God for the good things. It's so easy in this life to say, well, you, don't, you didn't have the mom that I did. And next month, you didn't have the dad that I have. Okay. We should, be, we should be thankful about anything. But today we honor our mothers. If you have your green piece of paper, you're going to flip it open to the first page and to the middle. We've got some blanks for you to fill out. Now how do we honor God through this? How do we honor God with Mother's Day? God says by honoring your mother and your father, you honor Him. Look at, let's look at the first blank. It says this, God tells us that we are to honor our mothers. Now again, this sounds, this sounds so elementary. Well, duh, Matt. We're to honor our mothers. Now, I want to I I share something with you. Some of you need to understand, you need to take a step back this week, you need to fully grasp, maybe you need to write down on a piece of paper how important your mom was to you. Maybe you were raised by your grandmother. Any of those ladies in your life on Mother's Day, just think about that. My, grand, my grandmothers, I still have one, I still have a great-grandmother. Uh, she's, they, they put things into my life that I'm not sure I, I completely know all of it yet. They taught me, my grandma, my mom's mom, my, my grandma's mother still lives at Green Tree. She has uh, dementia, she can't remember anything. But my, but my grandmother, to this day, is one of the strongest prayer warriors I've ever met in my life. She lost her husband 15 years ago. Yet she remains faithful to God. She didn't blame God. And through that she taught me so much. But today as we honor them, here's something I thought of. The chances and the odds are pretty good that without your mother you wouldn't be here today. Some of you are going to be eating lunch and go, Oh, I remember what he said. <laughs> if, if it happens, just tell your neighbor at whatever restaurant you go to, okay? Chances are that you wouldn't be here without your mother. That's right. Now, when we can look how we can honor God, we can do that by honoring others and we can follow His instructions. God commands in the Old Testament... Ten Commandments. He says, do them. When, Israel, when the Israelites follow them, God blesses them. It's the same. Jesus teaches a little bit differently, but it's the same. Jesus said, here, I'm coming to show you how to live. If you live like me, notice He doesn't say this. I've looked. You can look. If you find it, please tell me. But Jesus never says, if you follow me, it's going to be a cakewalk. Never. That's not in any Hebrew. Cakewalk is not translatable in, in Greek or Hebrew. Okay, It's not easy. In fact, Jesus tells His own disciples, He said, in order to honor Me, in order to follow Me, you have to die to yourself every day. And that is not something that's easy. But if we look back to our mothers, man, did they die to me? Did they die to you? Does women in your life die to you every day? Sacrificing? 
Jesus taught that women were special. Many of us can remember good memories about our mother. Some of us are still lucky enough to have her around. But others, if your mother has passed, you can think on those memories. I've seen just amazing, beautiful pictures. Older pictures from people remembering their moms. And not one time did somebody post on social media, this is my mom, but she wasn't that great. And they don't do that. They say, this is my mom. You can, we, can, we can ask every single person in here. And I would venture to guess if it was, if it was a, a confidential, private ballot, everybody in here has the best mom. I don't care how good or bad she was to you. You have the best mom, don't you? See, I think God, God specifically put Rhonda with me and Jennifer. She was exactly who we needed. <laughs> she had to be strong. <laughs> she had to be. Oh. If your mother is here today or you'll see her after church, I want you to do something. And I've seen a couple people from Connection already post this. I want you to go up and I want you to give her a big hug. I want you to kiss her on the cheek, if that's something that your family does. Nothing uncomfortable. Just, just, just show her that you love her. And then, I want you to tell her what she means to you. And if your mother has already passed on, this is the cool thing about, about, uh, about this relationship. If your mother's already passed on, you can actually honor your mother by telling someone else what she taught you. Anybody know how to make a perfect chocolate cake? I do. I didn't get it from my mom. I got it from my grandma. They gave it to my mom. They gave it to me. I can make one. I know some of you are like, well, I wish you would. <laughs> Anybody, I mean, if you're in favor of cakes that weigh between 8 and 9 pounds, I'm your man. There's a whole bag of chips in the frosting. I know, people are like, oh yeah. It's like a spiritual cake. No, it's not. But it's good. If your mother's here today, I want you to teach, the, I want you to teach someone else what your mom has taught you. And if your mom is still alive, I want you to go to her, or call her, or write her, or do something. And I want you to say exactly what she means to you. Because in a day of digital era and of, of instant everything, when's the last time? Watch this. When's the last time? I got a card this week. A card. And it wasn't mailed or emailed. It was actually handed to me. And on the card was actual handwriting. 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 When's the last time you got a handwritten card or letter? When's the last time you got a handwritten letter? Uh, it's, it's a long time, huh? This is from your, from your children. I have several hanging in my office. I have as many letters hanging in my office, I think, as I do deer heads. And it's just fine because they're trophies. But we teach, we need to teach people. Tell mom what she means to us. Simply spend some time today thanking God for the time that you had with your mom if she's gone. Man, it's so precious. So precious. So, so wonderful. As we look at honoring God this morning, and we're, and we're looking at on this Mother's Day, I want to look at some scripture. Now this scripture can get really, really sharp. If you still live at home, some of this might be a little bit sharp. Some of you teenagers, maybe some younger ones, you may want to push the mute button, but please don't. Please listen to what, I, what God has to say today through this scripture. It's so good. It's so good. And I think if you ask a lot of adults, including myself... Would you go back and do this a little bit different? I think most of us would say yes. Most of us would say yeah. Let's look on, on the screen. 
in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy. Okay, we're in Deuteronomy 5, chapter, or ver, chapter 5, verse 16. Now look at this one. Mother's going to be like, all right, yeah, honor me. Be careful. Watch what it says. Honor your father and mother, and the Lord your God, or as the Lord your God commanded you. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Yes! I mean, think about this promise. You obey mom and dad. Look, you live forever. That's what it says, doesn't it? <laughs> Keep in mind, a long, full life, when we're talking about in biblical history, was like 40. <laughs> it scares some of us. Oh, hey, right. Hey, I'm getting pretty close to 40. I don't want to I don't want to get there. Look. Look, honor your God, honor your father and mother as the Lord, the God has commanded you. Listen. There's a difference. There's two words that I'm going to mention. There's obeying and then there's honoring. They are not the same. They're not the same. Because you can take out the trash like this. <clears throat> and you go right back into Honoring and obe- obeying just means you do what they say. He doesn't say, in this verse, He doesn't say, obey your father and mother. He says, honor them. Honor is different. Honor is different than obeying. When you're young, and you obey your parents, under 18, listen, I don't know what, I don't know what house you lived in, but I got married at 23 as soon as I graduated from college. But when I would come home from college and I would live at home, we had rules. I had a curfew. I said, Dad, I'm 20. He goes, I don't care. I said, hmm. how am I going to get around this one? And I said, uh, I said, well, I think I'll just... I mean, I'm, I said, Dad, I'm, I'm two years past being able to go into the military to die for my country. He goes, I don't care. He goes, you live here. And then he said this, you want to eat? I tend to like to do that three times a day. He goes, you like, you like to sleep in your bed? Yeah. It's my bed. Okay, we'll see you about midnight. What? Dad, Dad I'm 20. I'm 20 years old. Next year I can buy a handgun. When I'm 21, I can buy a Dad, I can do anything. He goes, and you can do anything you want to externally of this house, but you will be here when I say That's voluntold again. <laughs> That's voluntold. You, you can stay out whenever you want, but you're supposed to be back here. And I would come home. But my mom and dad had rules. I didn't like my curfew, but I knew the results. My dad was not afraid to ground me at 20. And I, I didn't have my own vehicle. He said, give me the keys. Whoa, no, no, no. Don't take the keys. I'm 20 years old and, and, and walking somewhere, and I had a vehicle at home. This is, this is a very shameful thing for a 20-year-old. And my dad and mom would set these rules, and obeying them was different than honoring them. Because watch this, we should honor them. Even after their death on this earth, you can remember the truths that they taught you and teach someone else. Some of us are in that, in, that, in that realm of life, in that season of life right now, that we can teach people the things that your mother taught you. I don't care if it's sugar cookies. If your mom was a great cook and she could cook sugar cookies, you teach your grandkids and your, and your kids how to teach, how to make those same sugar cookies. And say, I remember when I was in the kitchen with my mom. And now you're in the kitchen with me. That's some of my, some of my girls' favorite times. They get to go cook with their grandmas and their great-grandmother. 
We pass the stuff on. Just doing what they say is obeying, and that's not honoring. Honoring is passing that stuff on. Honoring their memory. Wow, what, do you remember this? You remember, I sang a song this week. I just In my head, I would just buy somebody and they were whistling in the store, and I'm like, oh, whoa. And they're whistling, Jesus, Jesus. They're just whistling, going down Kroger. And I wanted to like follow them. I didn't need coffee, but I was going. I was following them. And I'm like, wow, that was my grandmother's favorite hymn. Teaching people to love God is something that I was taught to pass on. And by doing that, honor those that have already gone. We teach our children along the same lines as we were probably taught. We pass that on. Look at Matthew, look at Matthew 15, 4. We're going to jump all the way to the New Testament. First book of the New Testament. Check this out. He says this. For instance, God says... Honor your father and mother. See, we can't get around this, kids. Can't get around that. Anytime I would argue, 20-year-old argue with my dad, I said, Dad, do I really need to do this? He goes, look it up. <laughs> and we look it up means go to this. And whenever dad said look it up, it was not good because he was always right. Okay? He says, honor your father and mother. And then he says this. Anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. Oh, time out. The last, I like the verse in the Old Testament better, didn't, don't you? It says, honor your father and mother and live forever. Which is completely out of context, and please know that. And this one, it says, this one says, anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. This has to not be literal, because I'm still standing in front of you. Some of you will get that later. Hey, disrespectful. I was very disrespectful to my parents. I was very disrespectful to my mother, which I've gone back and said, I'm sorry. But Jesus is not saying here that we're going to be put to physical death, but rather this. This is, this is good. Rather, he's saying this. By not following and obeying and honoring your parents on their advice, you could miss out on some big things. You could miss out on some big blessings in your life. My dad and mom, my mom would teach me something. Matthew, you need to do this. Show the love of God here. And I, and I would just say, uh, whatever. And I would go past it. There's no telling what I missed. No telling what I missed. When we seek to do our own thing. Anybody ever done that? You don't have to raise your hands. We'll just say yes, right? Anybody ever seen, seek to done something on their own and that just worked out so good? I'm often reminded of the story of the prodigal son. I, I was that guy. I'm like, man. Yeah, dad, I just take everything, everything you're going to give me. And I'll take it, and I'm leaving town, and I'm going I'm to do... Man, i got this world by the tail, and I'm going to do it all. And in a very few short weeks, I found myself eating with metaphorical pigs. Out of money. Out of everything. And the only thing that I wanted to be back was with my mom and dad. I wanted to be back with them, because I knew that they could protect me. See, when we seek to do our own thing, it causes pain. It causes pain. Now look at this. There, if you're, if you're under the age of 20, or under the age of 25, if you're, under, if you're here, <laughs> listen to this. Those who take advice, those who take godly advice and follow it are very, very wise. Those who take and follow godly advice are incredibly wise. People, God put people in your life to physically teach you how to follow Him better. They're called mentors. You probably have someone in your life that taught you how to do and often it's not our parents. Why? My mom plays piano. 
very well. Plays the piano. Guess how many lessons I've taken in piano for my mother? Half of one. Couldn't get through it. Why? Because it was my mom. I'm like, Mom, just quit yelling at me. I'm trying to do this right. I was the problem, not her. She was patient with me. I was just... Often, it's someone other than our parents that seek to put into that mentoring relationship. Now, Paul says something else. Look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. We're thinking we're trying to get away from this obeying your parents, yet it keeps coming up in Scripture. It says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. God doesn't say, Hey, because I, just, because I want you to, go ahead and obey your parents. He says this. This is, this is pretty stout and straight. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. This is honoring. Okay, when you obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, this is the right thing to do. When you're following God and you're honoring your parents by obeying them, this is what we're talking about. This is where Paul says, this is what you should do. Look at verse 2. Again, you know, if we're told something one time in the Bible, it's very important, right? We don't even, we're not even looking at all of it today and we're already at the third honor your mother. They didn't even look at the Ten Commandments. So, Look at this. In verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. This is a big deal. There's a promise. Now watch. Obeying is not the same as honoring. When we obey, we simply do what has been told. Matthew, take out the trash. We honor our parents by ways like this. My mom come over and maybe she'll stay with the girls or we put the girls to bed and, or I'll be talking with mom on the phone and I'll say, I need to get off here. I need to go pray with my children before they go to bed. Passing along something that they taught me how to do. They taught me that it was important. That it was vital in my relationship with God. When we honor our parents and our mothers today, we respect and love it's often hard to respect something if it doesn't go the way that you planned. Isn't it? Ah! It goes against what I want. I don't have to... Nah. Mother's Day. We're honoring mothers. Seeking to have... To honor them with respect and love. Now, I wanna, that, that comes with... That comes with... A question for you moms, soon-to-be moms, will-be moms, adoptive moms, um, moms that have had children, moms that their best, their, their, their best friend's children call them mom. I don't care what concept or, or, or anything of mom that you are. It's probably every female in here in their lifetime will be a mom. Whether they have the child themselves or not. And sometimes those are, those are some very, very important mothers seeking to put in to that child. I, remember, I still remember things that Jennifer Kiefer taught me. You have no idea who Jennifer Kiefer is, do you? It's my best friend's mother. Just these things, just this, these cool things that she taught me. But mothers today, listen to this, are you live a life that's worth following? We're living a life that's worth honoring. Here's a question. Don't answer this out loud. Don't at all. And, 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 and women, if you think this is too sharp, we'll get it we'll to the men next week. Father's Day, okay? But listen to this. Listen to this. Being a mother is a highly supreme calling. 
you are vital in the work of not just this life, but eternity. It is often the mother that teaches. Teaches these things. It's biblical that both parents do, but sometimes it's the mother that gets to be with the kid more. The child more. What are you teaching them? In the words of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you something. You ready? Jesus and I, we're going to agree on this, and I'm going to tell you all you ladies something. You ready? You are special. And I don't mean you just, oh, wow, today I'm just special. No, 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 no. You, you are special. And because you are special, we look and when we find this, this text in 1 Corinthians and other places, it's often God telling us, the men, how special you are, how we should treat you to honor you because you're so special. So special. You're a special creation. Look at the worship handout with me. Look at the next set of blanks. Look at this. It says, when we teach our children to honor their mothers and fathers, we are teaching them to honor God. Now, don't go home to your children that may be in Kids Rock, or maybe they're sitting beside you and you can elbow them. Okay? Maybe you should say, you ought to listen to this. Now, listen. It comes with, it comes with a statement of, moms, how are you living? Is it copyable? Are you living a life that's worth replicating? Are you teaching them? What are you teaching them? Are you teaching them to shoot back something on social media? And the book of James talks about our tongue being so sharp. If a man can control it, he can control any part of his body. Our tongue is the rudder on the ship. It can make a big ship move. Our tongue can be sharp. I ask you, what are you teaching your kids? Maybe you're teaching them... I made this mistake whenever I was younger. Here's some steps to not follow that road. Mom, these kids that come to you, Mom... I feel like there's two, there's two roads that I could go on. <laughs> and if you've experienced any type of life, you can say, this one, just exit out. This is going to lead, I know what this one leads to. This one leads to hurt. This one leads to pain. This one is not easy, but it's the way that God wants you to go. I can tell you this. Hopefully we're teaching them, watch the other. Are you teaching your kids? That when somebody does something wrong to you, you forgive them. Man, if I think one of the biggest things in, in the school that I saw is that I wanted to teach and I wanted to just get people to grasp was, will you just please understand forgiveness? Get over it. Are we teaching our kids to take an axe and cut down the tree? Or are we teaching them to be forgiving people? God says, forgive. What are we teaching? What are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching them how to love someone no matter what? I know. I know in your mind you're going, these are hard. Yeah. I told you in the beginning. There's no Greek or Hebrew translation that says cakewalk to follow Christ. How do we teach them to forgive and love people that sometimes just are unlovable? How do we teach them to do this? Or do they see us blow up at them on the phone? Or this, you hang up the phone and brrr, talk about them. Listen, I'm not, tell, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm not telling you anything that you do not know. I, I don't, your kids do not have to be very old to pick up on that stuff. Some of us probably had some really funny stories about your kids repeating something that you said and you thought they wouldn't remember it. 
that's for a different day. <laughs> often, now, please don't get upset, but often men get left out of Mother's Day. I know some of you, they have their own holiday. Yes, I know, but please hear me out here. Please. Look at what Paul says in the chapter right before this one that we're looking at. Look at chapter 5. Look at this. Guys, here you go. For husbands, this means to love your wife just as Christ loved the church. He gave up His life for her. And when this was written, when Paul wrote this, in this time in history, men were, giving all, were given all of the power They were given all of the money in the land. They were the power players. They had the authority. They would often domineer over their woman. Jesus and Paul came to... Jesus first, then Paul reiterated what Jesus said. He said, listen. You guys are teammates. Men... He says very specifically, men, you should be the spiritual leader of your house. And if you're not, you should ask God to make you that. You should be the spiritual leader of your house, but you have a teammate. Not somebody that you can lord over. You're supposed to lead them wisely. Not somebody that you can lord over, but you have a teammate. I talk with some people and say, yep, my marriage is a 50-50 marriage. We both give 50%. I said, I'm sorry, that's probably not working out, is it? You can't give 50-50. Sometimes that lady that was sitting there, (laughs) sometimes my wife may give 150%. Because I can only give 50. Or sometimes it's me that gives the 150 because she's giving the 50. There's different things. You're a team. You're a team. So men, don't think that you get left out of this. In fact, you are the support system. Like we talk often about our our wives being our support system. I've never, never, ever, ever met a very successful spiritual man that doesn't have some type of woman in his life to support him. Whether he's married or not, he probably has an unbelievable mother. He has a sister. He has an aunt. He has someone to support him. It's a support system. Paul teaches the teachings of Jesus and he says this, Husbands, you should love your wives as Christ loved the church. He gave up His life for her. On a day when we buy flowers and chocolate, my, my girls and I gave, gave Mary a... Well, it rained last night. We were going to give her a car wash, but we had, a, we had a rain check. It said, well, wash your car when it doesn't rain. So it's actually worth something. When we give her these things, God says, listen, listen to me. You are to treat her. In fact, we tell, we tell our girls when we pray with them. We pray for, the, we pray for this. Mary, Mary and I pray for this. We pray for our little girl's special boy. You may think, well, that's kind of Disney. I don't care. I don't care. Their special boy. I, want, I, I pray that God has this young man somewhere. These two young men. They have them somewhere, and they are, they, are be, they are being taught God's truth by their mom, by their father, by their church, that they can grow up and be equally, equally leadership with my, with my daughter. They can lead them spiritually. I pray for these things. Because, because we are, guys, we are, we are very, very astoundingly warned here. Look at this. It says, men, husbands, future fathers, listen to me. I, w- I, want, you to, I want you to listen. Just listen right now. Please. If you don't hear anything else I say today, please listen to this. If you're married, this is for later. 
Or if you're not married, this is for later. If you're married, this is for now. If you're dating, some of this is for later. You'll be able to figure that out. Okay, here's the deal. And women, if you hear something and that guy that you're with isn't doing that, I'm gonna, I may get in trouble for this. Some of you are going, well, he doesn't know my boy. Listen, when we taught the youth group, when we taught, we had young women in our house. When I counsel young women, when I talk to young women, I will tell them two words. I said, don't settle. Don't. Man, you should, be, you should be so in love with God that that guy's relationship has to be so much past yours to be in love with God so much that he even notices you. Men, you should love the women in your life just as Jesus taught us to do. Your sisters, your aunts, your moms, your grandmas, I don't care, your daughters. For your wife, men that are married, listen. You're going to be married, listen. Some of this, not yet. Sacrifice for your wife. I folded clothes last night. I thought that's why we had two kids. Me and my daughters folded clothes for Mary so she could watch TV and not do anything. I don't tell you this. Wow, our pastor is just a great guy. I don't tell you this. I'm just trying to show you an example of how easy this is to do. I don't like folding laundry. I think all dishes should be burnable too. But sometimes I do dishes. Oh, I really don't like dishes. But listen to this. Men, if you're married, I want you to do a couple of these things. Never quit pursuing your wife. Never quit dating her. Never quit supporting her. Never quit loving her. Never quit kissing her in front of your kids. I'm serious. I want my daughters to grow up and say, my mom and dad love each other. Because I am desperately in love with her. Desperately. I don't function well without that. She's my partner. Never quit dating. I don't care if it's rummy after the kids go to bed on the table. I don't care what it is. Never quit. Look at the next blank in your worship handout. Husbands, this is a call for us. Husbands, you're to honor and respect your wife and the women in your life. Now, this is a very sad thing, and I, want, and I want to bring it up because I think it needs to be brought up. Some of us men were not, were not taught how to do this. If your dad didn't do this, the chances are, or somebody in your life didn't do this and they didn't put into you, the chances are you don't know how to do this. Honor and respect is a big deal. If you weren't taught how to do this, that doesn't mean that you can't learn. God seeks for you to honor those women. If you have daughters, listen, I'm going to tell you how tough my daughters are going to be today. You ready for this? When they come into a building, I hold the door open for them. My daughters are going to hear the words don't settle about 17 billion times. My daughters see the way that I hold my wife's hand when I pray. They see these things. I intentionally kiss my wife in front of them. And I know. They say, oh, gross. (laughs) They will never doubt that I love their mother. Never. We're to honor and respect. Honor and respect. Teach your young children, especially your young daughters. I'm telling you. Any guy that dates my daughter is going to have his work cut out for him. I know how they should be treated. 
Teach them how a godly man is supposed to treat a woman. Gentle. Hold their hand. My grandma, my grandma and grandpa used to kiss at every stoplight. I remember sitting in the back seat. <laughs> this is not my mom and dad. It's my grandparents. <laughs> and now my grandpa has been gone for 15 years. He never quit dating my grandma. Never, ever. Hold her hand. Sit beside each other. It's not about domineering over them. It's about serving with them. Supporting them as much as sometimes they support us. But mothers, I have a challenge for you. Look at the next worship handout. If you want to keep this by your bed, I'm just, going to, just, just pray. Pray this prayer this week. God, I ask you, listen, mothers, what example are you setting for your family? If you're not setting the best example, you sit this by your night and said, God, I want to be the example that you want me to be for my family. I want to be able to teach my kids and their, and their kids and, and whatever, the kids that come over to our house. I want to teach them. I know this next one is difficult. Guys, it doesn't get easier for us, but are you patient? Are you patient with your children? The Bible says that God is slow to anger. Thank God, by the way. Thank, thank the Lord that He's slow to anger with us. He gives us... He has pa- Aren't you glad that God has patience with you? Listen, do you love your husband and family like you should? I'm not saying, well, do you love them? No, I'm not saying that. Do you show it? Do you show it? Man. You pull your, you pull, you pull your girls or your kids close and you, you snuggle them. My daughters were asked this week, one of them was asked this week, what's your favorite thing to do with your mom? This is awesome. Snuggle with her on the couch. Oh. You know what? She's not going to forget that. She's not going to forget it. What do you like doing? I like to play wiffle ball in the backyard with my dad. I hope there's wiffle ball in heaven. I really like it. But they, they, they're never going to forget this. I took one of them turkey and they're not going to forget it. Moms, are you loving your family the way you should? And are you loving the, your husband? Unfortunately, women, some of you may have not have been taught about this either. You may not have been taught how you're supposed to treat your kids, how you're supposed to treat your husband, how you're supposed to treat your future husband. You've never been taught. It doesn't mean you can't learn. Just read what God says. He says, honor them. You have the, ladies, you have the opportunity to be so, you eternally, eternally impactful. I am literally sitting right, I'm standing right here today because of multiple women in my life. Multiple. I took a lot. <laughs> it took a lot. I had Sunday school teachers. I talked with a person this week. I have Sunday school teachers that I will never, ever, 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 ever forget. She's gone to, on to be the Lord, and there's probably not very many people here that know who that is. But if you know Nina Dickey, she will never leave my mind. One of the most unbelievable... Ruth Ewing was one of the most unbelievable prayer warriors I've ever seen in my entire life. I still have an ornament she gave me when I was six. I'll never forget what she taught me. She'd come in... She was, she was older then. And she would come into Sunday school class and she would sit down and she would bring out this Bible that I thought was like from the Ark of the Covenant. It was this big. And she sat it down and she, she would almost get teary-eyed and she would look at our table of kids and they, she would just express her love for reading the Bible. 
I will never forget that. She said, I love God's Word so much. I learned later, Ruth hadn't had a husband for 25 years on this earth. And she had given her life to teach younger children God's truth. Taught Sunday school for 55 years. 55 years. And she began to put those things. Some of those things never left. That's how you leave a legacy, ladies. That's how you leave it. You give what God has given to you and you pass it on. And because that's a huge job, I want to end this service and I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. I don't know everything that's going on in your life. I don't know everything that you have going on. But I just want to pray for you because I know your job. I live with a mother. I had a mother. have a mother. I have grandmas. I have a great grandma. I know that it's difficult. So I want to pray for you guys. If you're sitting next to your wife, you hold her hand. And if you're not, if you're not sitting by your wife, you think about your wife and you pray. As I pray, you pray for your wife. You pray for the mother that she can be, she will be, or she was, or is to your children. Let's pray. God, we come before you this morning honoring our moms. On this blessed Mother's Day, it was supposed to be cloudy and you said, hey, watch this, I can make sunshine. And we look at flowers that have bloomed and maybe flowers that have been picked or dandelions that have been these colorful bouquets from given to their moms from the, from the kids. We, we see these different gifts, God, and we, today we just want to say thank you for our moms. God, there's many people, there's many ladies in here, some that will be mothers, some that will be adoptive mothers, or however this works. All having the chance to have an impact on your kingdom. An impact that will never leave some children. Will never leave their husbands. But God, I ask you right now that you, you take this group of ladies, God, and you teach them. You begin, you begin to just work in their life. You begin to show them the things that you want them to teach. How you want them to follow you. How you want them to impact their kids. God, we thank you so much. For the women, not only our own mothers, but the women that have put into our life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that teaching. Those, those teaching times, those, that valuable information that you have given us through them. And God, as we honor them, we honor you. God, we seek to follow you. We seek to follow you. And it's so hard. It's not a cakewalk. And I pray for these ladies that it's not easy. It's not easy to sacrifice every single day like they do. But God, I ask that you bless them. That you may bless them with their their children and have knowledge of you. And a working relationship with you. And God, I thank you for this day. And I hope that God, we take it very seriously that we should tell those women in our life what they mean to us. Today or this week, that we just tell them that we're thankful for them. God, I'm thankful for them. Connection is thankful for these women that are here today. And that can't be here today. In your blessed name we pray. Amen.